0: The operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You
1: can't even passively take part, and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we are back at better than ever, Tom Cruise podcast. As always, I am Rock by my side, Steven. How you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Are you ready to review some comics?
2: Um, Yes.
1: Yes. You Let's are excited do it. by the slate of comics that we have on tap for this podcast, aren't you? I'm interested. I yes. am interested. There you go. Yes. As always, you can check us out at comicbookrevolution.com for the news and reviews. In fact, I just saw on Twitter, <laughs> Kevin just posted a review, Stephen.
2: Uh oh.
1: He posted a review for a title that we've not reviewed on the podcast yet, actually. Really? Indeed. Mr. and Mrs. X. Oh. Have you read that? Have you read that one yet?
2: I actually have not. I, I meant to, but I just never got around to it. All right. Well, yeah. Kevin
1: just put up a review for Mr. and Mrs. X
2: mm-hmm.
1: number four. All right. Indeed. It's been four already. Wow. Spoiler alert, Kevin. Liked it. Yeah. There you go. He's really liked it so far. He has. He's yeah. been very high on this title since mm-hmm. the very first issue. Yeah. He's been very high on this title. Again, I've not read it yet. Yeah. But um, Kevin really likes it. So Man, I
2: love me some Rogan Gambit. So. hmm.
1: So if you've been interested in it, uh, go check out the review and maybe give the title a try. Mm hmm. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter Rock Revolution 2Ks. Steven, you?
2: And you can find me at President Clever.
1: Excellent, my friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This podcast, we have an interesting selection of comics. We're going to go a little DC heavy just because I found Marvel to be a bit lacking this week. Yeah. Actually, truth be told, we were going we to review Weapon H number 9, but mm-hmm. Steven didn't read it.
2: Sorry. And I forgot to check out Marvel's New Age of Heroes. To, I mean, um, uh, title. <laughs> right. I,
1: I will say, Stephen, this was a good, another good. I've, yeah. I've lo- Greg Pak mm-hmm. really done a nice job on this title.
2: Yeah, it's, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie
1: to you. I, it's I mindless really like adventure. It. It's yeah. not, it, it's nothing brainy, which is fun, kind of funny because you know Greg Pak is a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, smart dude, very smart guy. Mm-hmm. But this title is not a brainy. Brain title no, at no. all this is just fun action adventure punching monsters yes. this is a monster this is like a, a you know just a straight up uh monster fest action title yeah i love it i mean let's
2: uh, let's be real this is
1: marvel's damage it
2: is it's yeah. great you got it's weapon awesome.
1: you got weapon h you got titania mm-hmm. she's in it who's who's wonderful the <laughs> the better half of uh of uh, the absorbing uh, man, The Absorbing Man, yeah. indeed. What a, what, what a couple! I love that couple, by the way. It's just such a great couple. I mean, who else would absorbing man date but Titania, and who what? else would she date but Crusher Creel? I mean, yep. come on, it's just, it's just perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, you've got Man Thing in it. Yep. Who is an awesome, awesome character? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've never, definitely worth. If you've never checked out Man Thing, you got to go read the stuff from the seventies. Yeah, amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Really weird stuff. And some other really wacky characters involved.
2: Weird World.
1: They're on a Weird World. It's just fun, big, over-the-top action adventure fun. Yeah. And you and I both thought this was gonna be a garbage title. But it first oh, game, Yeah. I mean, you can go back to some earlier podcasts. We just ripped this thing when it was first announced, didn't yeah. we? And then we read it and we we're like, oh damn. Um, <laughs> oh damn. We like this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You and I are honest. Yeah. If we like something, we're mm-hmm. gonna admit it, even oh, yeah. if our initial uh, reaction to <laughs> it was not positive. Yeah, I'll always admit when uh, when uh, I didn't get something right, my yeah. expectations were wrong. Anyhow, Weapon H number nine was good. Check out that title; okay. it is definitely worth reading. I do have it; I just haven't read it yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, what we are gonna do? We're gonna read from. DC, mm-hmm. Justice League Dark number four, Justice mm-hmm. League number 10. Yes. And then it's gonna, that continues on into Aquaman mm-hmm. number 41. That's the Drowned Earth tie-in issue. Yes. And we're going to get, oh, everybody's favorite, Teen Titans. Oh, boy. Number 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from Marvel, because I can't resist any issue that has number one on it, even if it is clearly not a comic book that I should ever be buying. Mm-hmm. Shuri, number one, and the unstoppable wasp, the Agents of Girl. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a comic anyone would think I'm the target audience yeah. for, Stephen.
2: We're making a concerted effort to <laughs> diversify here. I'm trying my best. Um, That's why next week I will be recast with a... Um, <laughs> a, a um, Sorry, Stephen. An African-American female. Sorry, Stephen. There you go. I, we're gonna I, keep the character name we're just gonna I still, call, still <laughs> call her steven though <laughs> i will still call her steven yeah.
1: um all right well let's start with Shuri number one shall sure. we now this issue is brought to us the writer is i'm going to guess Nidi mm-hmm. okara for if mm-hmm. I butchered that, I do greatly apologize, as I am someone whose name is butchered by everyone who ever sees it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I feel your pain. It relates, yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, Okorafor is interesting. She is a first-generation American. Her mm-hmm. parents are from Nigeria.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she is a quite an accomplished uh, science fiction writer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She has... Uh, She's won some awards for her writing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um she she it appears as I went through her bio, she appears that she focuses a lot on um um sci-fi and fantasy, a lot of very influenced by Nigerian folklore. Mm-hmm. And so
2: this is interesting. You mm-hmm. don't see a lot of that.
1: No, you don't. And so it's it's definitely interesting. Um I like her. Uh, I, I've never read her stuff. I don't think I'm really the target audience for most of her books. I mean, she looks like she writes a lot of teen mm-hmm. fiction as well, um, teen sci-fi fantasy yeah. as well. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think I'm I'm, I'm being an older male, the target audience for that. <laughs> um, but uh, what's interesting is I think she, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. in our, our our prior podcast about – uh, DC and Marvel bringing in writers who have no connection to comic books yeah. or the genre mm-hmm. of superheroes. I actually think that that Okarafor mm-hmm. is a really good pick, and the reason for this is, well, she's her parents are from Nigeria, so she was raised in a Ni- Nigerian household with Nigerian culture,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what better to write an African character
0: mm-hmm.
1: than someone who is African. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, you know, you're just giving Shuri to a, an American yeah. who happens to be black, but their family has been in America since, you know, the 1700s, 1800s. Well, that's an t- entirely different culture. Mm-hmm. It's an entirely different mindset. That's an entirely different worldview than someone who is African. Yeah. There, are it's, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, totally different. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, it's like saying that my sons, born here in America, raised in America, are identical to a guy born in the Dominican Republic. They're not. Yeah. It's an entirely different worldview.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Completely. So, and it gets even more pronounced the farther down you go. Like, my sons, sons, sons. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, over the, <laughs> as the years progress, it gets yeah. even more and more re- removed, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I like her choice. I think she's actually really good to write an African character. You've got mm-hmm. someone who is actually African. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really smart. Yeah. Um, and she's female.
0: Mm-hmm. And this
1: is an African female character. Yeah. And you have an African female writer. And this writer's background is in sci-fi fantasy stuff, mm-hmm. which it's fits Black with Panther. Wakanda. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, Marvel, you actually did a good job matching up the writer <laughs> with the character. I think yeah. this is actually a really good choice yeah. uh, for writer. I really do. Uh, despite whether I enjoy the issue or not, I think that's a good choice for writer. Sure. The art is uh, Leonardo Romero, and the colors by Jordi Belair. Basically, what happens is, uh, Shuri creates a rocket to launch Black Panther and... uh, Manifold. Manifold into space, and this is how Black Panther ends up on uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Coates'
2: run on on his
1: title, how he's in space. Yeah,
2: sans manifold.
1: (laughs) Correct. Um, So this just shows you the prelude to that. Mm -hmm. And we have... They're supposed to be going for two weeks, and he's just basically waiting for two weeks for her brother to return, and she's yeah. creating, and you see her creating all these inventions like flying wings and all sorts of really cool gadgets. Yeah. We learned that since she came back to life, she can now talk to the um,
2: the ancients, yeah. right? I, I will say, there was a lot that had happened that I had missed with mm-hmm. her character. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. So the I ancients digress. can now appear to her and talk to her. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Amadeus Cho style, where it's yes. a different color, and it's Correct. swirling around her head and all that,
1: so yeah. And we learn that she's made friends with someone named uh, Muty, who is a hacker who tried to hack into her system,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she's become friends with him. And we get a little flashback scene about how Shuri saved her brother from a snake, mm-hmm. to show that she's always looking out for her big brother's back. Mm-hmm. And then we see her at the market, showing off some of her rad tech. And her, then her, her her Sauron eye, <laughs> yes. And then you see her meeting the leaders of Wakanda. Now that the Black Panther is gone, mm-hmm. and evidently they have no male leaders other than the Black Panther,
2: none.
0: <laughs> or I mean, they they're did, not
2: invited to the meeting. Well, they did say that you know traditionally, if somebody was screwing up. Yep. we would the the women would meet together, yes, and um, try to figure something out. Because those men are just stupid, knuckle dragging idiots. I mean, if they're screwing up, who are you going to? What are you going to, you to gonna you? do? The you got to get mom
1: involved. and mom's got to come in and mm-hmm. clean things up. I grew up on ninety sitcoms. I know. Hey, mom always has to clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, Stephen, that's kind of how it works in my house. <laughs> My wife, she pretty much cleans up all the mess from uh, my boys and me. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) I won't lie. Anyhow, so you've got, you know, you've got, obviously, uh, Black Panther's mom. Yes. And you've got Zuena, who is the director of the Extraction Academy. Mm -hmm. You've got Mansa, who is um, a young woman who's just graduated from high school, but she's supposed to be super smart, I guess. You've got... Tiwa, uh, uh, who is a professor of physics at Wakanda University,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then a dressmaker. And I guess you're trying to show how you're picking women from each uh, social strata, mm-hmm. I guess, of Wakandan society. Yeah, that's what Correct? I got from it. Yeah. That's what I kind of got. I mean, they don't tell you, but I think that's kind of the inference. Yeah. And, of course, you have Okoye. hmm So, and they all discuss what are they going to do now that Black Panther is missing, and Shuri's like, look, he's coming back. If she's not ready to call her brother dead, yeah, she's like, "Hey, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back." And they're like, "Look, it's been way past two weeks. We, yeah, we need to we
2: need to deal with his absence now, now because okay. everybody else is starting to figure out that we don't have a king." And they said they made the point that, and this is something else that happened that I didn't know. It's like, look, a lot of crap has happened. We're not a straight monarchy anymore, right? So it's a constitutional. Something's monarchy. gonna happen yes. if we don't do something.
1: That's right. Now. right. Yeah, that's right. So. They, the mom offers up the uh, Black Panther mask and says, "Shuri, for the sake of Wakanda, you need to step up and be the Black Panther again, uh, again." <laughs> All right, Stephen. Yes. Shuri number one. What did
2: you think? Okay. Um. Okay. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. When I heard about this, I was like, "Oh my god." Okay. Some Black Panther was very successful in the box office. So We're gonna get some random. Stupid tie-in that's gonna get canceled in yep. five issues. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I kind I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I first of all I like that um, it was so much happening off panel that I did not know of because yes. I haven't really been keeping up with it. I was very surprised that I was not lost. Mm-hmm. I like how they explained it. Um, I is very new reader friendly. Yes, I mean is.
1: really. New. I I know. Yeah. Literally no. nothing about Shuri. All yeah. I know about Shuri's character is what I saw in the Black Panther movie.
2: Yeah. And they don't and stray that's too it. far from that.
1: They don't. To be fair. So and as a new reader, yeah. I had no problem <laughs> at all, I mean, no problem at all reading this issue yeah. at all. So mm-hmm. um, Okara Ford did a great job yeah. making this super new reader friendly, which is so important for a number one issue. Oh so, yeah! Big thumbs up and on that And for a character that, that
2: clearly has a lot going on, yes, and a country that has a lot going yes. on, yes, that's I think that's that's pretty impressive. Agreed. Um, Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. Um, I mean, if because she's so much like the movie, I feel like okay, well, maybe not the most character development here. No, but I mean, it's not that I dislike her. I think she's you know she's. She's fun. She likes to invent stuff. It's like okay, well, this is kind of a a good start to a character who's going to have her own title. You know, yes. she likes to have fun and adventure and take risks and do all this grand stuff. It's like well, that's what we want superhero characters to be like, mm-hmm. you know. And um, um, it's just, mm. and I like some of, and I like, I do like what they did at the end where it's like okay, look, serious talk, things, yeah. stuff's about to go down. He's not. He's not coming back. At least not yes. for a while. Yes, we need you to to step up. And, yep. she, and as we see, she doesn't really want to. She's like, I want to be free. I want to do this and that. Right. Like, okay. Well, you know, it's th- this can go somewhere. I think it's a fairly standard number one issue. Oh yeah, very paint by the numbers, um, no doubt. Yes. No doubt. However, from what I was expecting, I did kind of, kind of like it. It's. You know, it's like, okay, well, this right. is not aimed at me, but right. I think for what it, was, it set out to do, which was just to set the stage, I think it did a, a, right. a, a good job. Uh, right. What I liked the most about this
1: title was that it was new friendly, yeah. that it did an excellent job mm-hmm. introducing you to Shuri's character. You yes. get a good sense of who she is, what motivates her, mm-hmm. what she likes, what are her hang ups,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the, the little aspects of her personality. Does a good job of that. Mm-hmm. I think that Okara Ford does a wonderful job fleshing out Shuri's personality. Mm-hmm. She is actually a fit for a character that can be a bit one-dimensional and that I can do anything. Mm-hmm. She gives her a, 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 uh, more personality than I was expecting. Sure. So, uh, pretty good character work with Shuri, I thought, mm-hmm. as well. Pretty darn good character work. Yeah. I thought the dialogue was very natural-sounding. Mm-hmm. Had a nice flow to it, very organic as well. Yeah. So I like that too. So those are the th- the aspects that I really enjoyed the most yeah. is I, I I do think she did a great job making it new reader friendly. She did a great job establishing the setting mm-hmm. for the story, yeah. and did a great job with Shuri's character and her personality. She comes across uh, rather likable
2: mm-hmm. as well. Yeah.
1: So. Very good with all the in all those areas, yeah. Very and I, good,
2: and I I think I know where this is about to go. I just want to <laughs> say, before we, I do want to say for di- I'm being nice, I Steven, know. why do you
1: automatically have to assume something negative?
2: <laughs> <laughs> in this case, some serious side irony, right you there. did, but um, I just want to say because I do agree with you the dialogue, and it's very difficult to get across a lot of exposition and it character is. stuff without sounding clunky it is i did not get that oh so. not
1: clunky at all the dialogue yeah. was really well
2: written mm-hmm. it
1: had a very nice flow to it and this is a dialogue heavy is this, this is issue is exposition dump city yes no <laughs> doubt about it, it i mean it, you back up the the dump truck and here comes your exposition on you yeah but the dialogue they didn't
2: do her any favors giving her like oh and the guy tell this and this, and this and right this and this and this.
1: <laughs> yeah but The dialogue is really well written. Yes. Nice, natural flow to it. Very Mm -hmm. easy to read. Very pleasant to read. Yeah. The downside to the issue is it is intensely boring. This is a very boring, slow Mm -hmm. read. Yeah. Nothing happens, Steven. Mm -hmm. This is as decompressed as you get. You spend the first three pages (laughs) dealing with launching Black Panther in space. Yeah. We probably didn't need three pages of it. Yeah. Okay. Then we get one, two, three, four pages dedicated to her testing wings that can let her fly. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. This is like a one or two page scene. Tops. Mm -hmm. Tops. Yep. Then you get one, two, three pages of her talking to the hacker guy which advances zero plot lines. Yeah. Performs no character. I mean it was literally you could have cut it out and it would you would not have missed a single thing. Mm-hmm. It was totally superfluous. Mm-hmm. Then you get the one, two, three page flashback scene which I's clearly designed to show how just cuz she's not Black Panther doesn't mean she's not as good as he is. Yeah. Well, no, Black Panther gets to be top dog. Mhm. He's Black Panther. Yeah, He gets to be Top Dog.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: okay. Yeah. Just like Captain America gets to be Top Dog in his universe. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's okay that there are certain characters that are just, yeah. they're the Top Dog in their universe. Yeah. And that's all right. And Black Panther should be treated with that respect. He is Top Dog. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's imperfect. Sure. And I'm not saying he doesn't rely on help from others. Mm-hmm. But I don't want this to turn into where he takes it backstage to everybody like he did in the movie.
2: Yeah, that's because if, If if they go with the if they go with what you're describing the oh he's he's actually not really that competent he's you know whatever then that's bad but if it's like okay well maybe she sees things that he doesn't right then that's okay exactly agreed totally
1: agree if she's an asset because she's a a Mm -hmm. different set of eyes that sees things a little differently yes okay that I'm cool with
2: yeah because that scene that could go either way right unfolds in the future
1: right exactly and then we get the market scene one two three. Three scenes, it's three, it's three pages. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing happens yeah. other than her mom contacting her to come meet the other women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Steven, that's a one-page scene. Yeah, It's just a one-page scene. Mm-hmm. And then we get one, two, three, four pages for the women all to meet mm-hmm. and to say, we need, you need to become black. Again, this, this, yeah. this is maybe a two-page scene.
2: It, it, and unfortunately, that's the only real plot, plot progression in the issue.
1: It is. Yeah. The only plot progression in this whole issue is the final four pages. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. Mm -hmm. Steven, this reads like a novelist trying to write a comic book. And Mm -hmm. this is my only criticism when you pull people from outside. uh, uh, If you're going to pull someone from outside the world of comics to write a comic, it's better to hire a screenplay writer Mm -hmm. than a novelist. Yeah, I think people have this impression that all writing is the same. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Anyone who is who's who has a, a lit major or has been through an MFA program can tell you, not all writing is the same. <laughs> it's not even close. No, and you might be good in one, doesn't mean you can just be good at the other.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: uh, I I remember I I had for MFA I had to do screenplay writing and I just struggled,
0: yeah. but if
1: I was doing novels and short stories, I was on fire. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Mm-hmm. And screenplay writers make the transition to comics much easier yeah. than novelists because comics are much more similar to screenplay writing.
2: Yeah. Much the, more similar. Yeah, the way a screenplay is a is a blueprint for a movie, a comic book script is a blueprint for a comic book because mm-hmm. you have to rely on somebody else to realize that. Yes. Novelists
1: Tend to be a lot more long winded. They tend to get lost in the details. Mm-hmm. They tend to layer on detail after detail after detail because a novelist must paint the entire picture. The novelist doesn't get the benefit, the crutch of a camera or a comic book artist to tell the story for them. Yeah. A screenwriter can lean on the camera. Mm-hmm. A yeah. comic writer can lean on an artist to tell the story for them.
2: Yeah. That's... They can
1: kind of mail it in sometimes and let the camera or the artist tell the story for them. A novelist yeah. doesn't have that luxury. The novelist must be the camera and the artist as well <laughs> as the writer. They, yep. And because of that, they tend to move slower. hmm And they tend to add more details into a story.
2: Yes. Um... And
1: this kind of detail, this kind of pacing and this kind of detail, Stephen? Mm-hmm. Is perfectly acceptable in the first chapter of a 400 page novel.
2: Yeah, that's why the first chapters of most novels are kind of boring mm-hmm. because they have to set everything up. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know, having written one. <laughs> yes, indeed. You can buy it on Amazon right <laughs> now. You can buy it on Amazon right now. That's right. Um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the unfortunate thing because with comic books, like, you know, like I know I've like you can take three paragraphs to explain somebody's thought, but in a comic book, you have to get it across in a simple line of dialogue. Yes, you have to direct the artist to give it in a look. Yes, you have to. You cannot wait. It's it's like you say it's the economy of 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 basically of space. It's the economy of words that yes. you have to have. You have to channel your inner Ernest Hemingway. Yes,
1: <laughs>
2: like you can like sure you might write a paragraph to describe a scene, but it has to be a panel. Yes absolutely and that's yes that's what makes comic writing to me difficult because I've written screenplays mm-hmm. and yes you do have well if you want the camera to be here you put the camera moves here right. you can't do that in a comic book no because it's you have, to, you paint have to, paint. to write in a way that right. the artist can understand what you're talking about right and I mean yeah you can do the Marvel method where just draw whatever and I have the words written for you right doing whatever and that's great if that, Jack that, Kirby is your artist yes <laughs> And that has worked. Yes. On occasion. Yes. However, you know, you really have to be in sync with who you're working with. You do. You do. And that is also tough. There's a lot to go into this kind of writing that... It's harder than people think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and I think that especially with this character who... I mean, there's a... But she's not, like, a spy. She's not... Adora Milaji. she's not in a war she's no she builds a lot of stuff and that's yes. cool right but you know we don't get to see her in action with anybody right we don't really see what she's capable of as a f- we know she was Black Panther right and we know she has the ancients in her head mm-hmm. but we don't get to see that because we're too busy setting things up right now it, it, what I have preferred not knowing anything and no. just jumping in? No. No. But at the same time, you know, I'm trying... maybe I'm just being a little a little easier. It's like, well, you know, jumping into this with this character, it's not easy. No. Because nobody knows who she is. There's a lot going on in the other title you gotta address. And you gotta do something. And while it's been <laughs> there's definitely things that need to be improved, like more than one plot line yes established
1: the plotting and pacing really need to more be more
2: characters yes to be done here and stuff like that it's you know i don't know i i try to i try to give like a little bit of like a two issue birth let's see how you get mm-hmm. your footing after mm-hmm. that if not then i mean like i mean of course it was different when it was quicksilver cuz that was just bad yes agreed i don't think this is bad i agree this is just I agree. you know
1: it's Someone it, it, new. It just reads like a novelist who doesn't, yes, know how to write the format of comic books. Yeah, that's what it reads like to mm-hmm. me. And so she's unfortunately gonna have, she's, she's going to have to learn for it to be successful. because yes. if she continues to write it like a novel, it will fail.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it just won't work. No. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll um, see. The um, artwork I did not like, Stephen. Yeah, yeah I wasn't a fan. I did of there, either. not like the artwork. It is way too simple. Way too. It Lacks details. It's not yeah. very dynamic. It looks kind of dull. Mm-hmm. It is. It is just super basic artwork. Yeah. I I, I the, did not like this artwork at all.
2: Yeah. The only scene I liked was the was the flashback because I, I just liked the red and the white the way that it was used. The, that, that's the, just that a personal did look neat, thing. I like that. But this just kind
1: of no no. I agree. The flashback yeah. scene was the only thing that looked interesting. The rest of yeah. it just looks like what you would get from an indie comic that has a yeah. low budget for the art.
2: Yeah. Because I was said I can think of indie comics that look better than this. Oh heck far. yeah. But, um, this is like
1: a low budget one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. especially when you when you're in Wakanda, like you have to you show bring. that. That's
1: well, it was created by Jack Kirby, so you e- better bring your A Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: you don't. Okay, you don't have to be Jack. Well, Kirby you know you show don't have to be Wakanda, Jack Kirby, but, but you, you know need to man. show something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, How would you grade Shuri number one? Um, that's kind of sad. I'd give the I'd give the writing a. I would give the writing a five. It was fine. Yes, not terrible. Right. Just you know, some learning steps that need to be taken. Yes. And um, um, is Scott Snyder's class still open? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd give the art. I'd give the art a four. It's it. The biggest thing to me is that it's just bland. Yep. Yeah.
1: Agree. Totally. Actually, right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be right there with you for the writing. Okay. Five Night Girls out of ten. I, obviously, Okara Four is talented. She just needs to learn how to write for comics, not novels. Yeah. And I will go the artist. I'm not a fan of this art at all. I'm going to go three Night Girls out of ten. That's fair. All right, my friend. Let's check out Wasp. The Unstoppable Wasp, The Agents of Girl. Number one. Words. Jeremy Whitley. Art. Guriru. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, this is all about Nadia Van Dyne. And you see her learning how to drive a flying the flying Corvette with Jarvis. Mm-hmm. And then we check in with
0: <laughs> Girl,
1: the Girl Research Labs, right? And mm-hmm. Girl stands for Girl Genius in Action Research Labs. Yeah, it, it couldn't be Girl. 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 So Yes, and they're located at the PIM Labs in Kreskel, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We meet the team. We have uh, Taina Miranda. She's Puerto Rican.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Engineer. Robot maker. Then we meet Priya Agarwal. She's Indian. Yeah. Biologist. <laughs> then we meet Ying, surname unknown. She's a genius chemist mm-hmm. and a trained assassin. Yeah, of course. So now we've got Hispanic, we got Indian, mm. we got Asian. What's missing? Oh, oh, there she is, <laughs> Priscilla LaSheila Shea, quote unquote Shea yeah. Smith. She's a world class physicist and has a gay crush on Ying. Ying. Yeah, you got the brat crew together. So now we've got. Hispanic, Asian, Indian, and black. and one of them is also a lesbian, so yep. she's the ultimate intersectional right there.. Mm-hmm. So this was like it's it's
2: like <laughs> as this team Stephen was created from a checklist. <laughs> right? The, this yeah, is, they is created looked, from a checklist. They looked at the, the new series of Bratz dolls. Yes, and now all we need is our our blonde uh, uh, type A leader. Right. Well, you
1: have Nadia, she's white. Yes. So now you've, you've you've got. I mean, you you managed to check. It, it's literally mm-hmm. okay, got a checkbox, and I got. Yeah. I gotta have to. I gotta have that mm-hmm. At no point does it ever feel organic. And she's not blonde. So. She's not blonde. Unfortunately, so I lost
2: bingo. You did lose the bingo
1: on that one. <laughs> you did. Uh, it doesn't feel very natural <laughs> or organic. Mm-hmm. It feels. This feels really, really super, super, super forced. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell. It's like got it. Um, mm-hmm. And the girls. I'm not using it as a negative term, people. Sure. It's the name of the, it's the name, name of, the, of the organization. Name of the organization. Yeah. I don't know how else to call them. The girls, all caps girls. Uh, they power these little like yellow jacket style robots, different, different color for each lady. For each girl. On girls.
0: <laughs> um
1: and the Wasp, so they that's how they help Wasp on her missions. And we see her on a mission yeah. going to stop some aim thugs meanwhile the b plot is alexis miranda the big sister to tanya mm-hmm. is with janet van dyne and alexis is going to be janet van dyne's like right hand woman and janet van dyne's like look i can do everything i'm super scientist plus super fashionable and awesome businessman and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, you're you're the person of the job you can be my assistant my mm-hmm. right hand woman
0: yeah
2: She's good with Whatever. people. She knows. She knows.
1: <laughs> and then we cut back to the AIM plot line where we see the Wasp battling an evil female armored character, and the two of them brawl. And we find out that the female armored character is Amber, who Wasp knows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Amber makes a quick getaway. And then we, uh, so the AIM soldiers have been defeated. Amber makes a getaway. And Nadia goes back to girl headquarter Mm -hmm. and all the ladies are there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they decide that they, the big hook ending is that they have two weeks before the girl, G capital girl expo for science Mm -hmm. and they got everything, get, get everything ready by two weeks. Yeah. Ah! Hook ending, Stephen. That's the end of the Unstoppable Wasp number one. Yes. I feel like I just watched an after-school special, <laughs> like on PBS.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: And maybe like a Sesame Street after-school special or something. Sure. That's what I feel like I just consumed.
0: Mm-hmm. Stephen, yeah.
1: the Unstoppable Lost number one, what'd you think?
2: <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Say this is great if you're an eight-year-old girl. I think. I think so. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, first off, when you look at the art, that reminded me of there's this big thing that was popular with girls when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was like called like winks or something. Winx. It was girls yes. who were, so you, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it, it, it was crap, <laughs> but <laughs> oh. you know, it was, it's, it's the kind of stuff that it's not like offensive. It's, it's if for the, for it's fun to read, you know, whatever. Right. And, and, and it's just it's kind of disposable, but you know it's entertaining, so what whatever right. um I was reminded of that a lot while I was reading this it was Wink's wink wink club, but winks club, but girl <laughs> yes, yes, and it's like, okay, like obviously, I get what you're doing, you have the you know the captain planet <laughs> yes multi- multiracial team, yes, um. And they have the little drones. So I don't know. Wouldn't it been cooler to have like robots or something, like Power Rangers or whatever? Yes. Like what well, has different. I mean, I guess they all have They're like different with powers their or little, whatever. Little robotic yellow jackets. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's okay. That's that's it's kind of neat. Um, I wish I could have seen what all of them did, but you know, whatever. That way, it's like, oh well, this one has a. Per, like this one shoots lightning, and that's yes. her personality or whatnot. Yes, yes. I thought that would have been a little, a little clever. Maybe a little more <laughs> clever than anything else that was in here. Yes, but yes. And you know, it's just you know, everybody like they're bubbly and happy, and oh, they're also happy. And <laughs> I will say, I thought the bit with Jarvis was kind of cute. It was cute because I mean, we, you know, yes, everybody's been through that. You're going to go through that here soon. With I your kids. am when my kids. So, start So um, it's like okay, well you know, okay, she's kind of... Like, okay, if that had just been... If it had just been her that was like that, I was like, okay, well, you know, she's got the very... You bubbly know, personality. Oh, bubbly, get yes. this personality. It's like, okay, well, okay, that's her. And then I guess the other ones. Everyone's got a bubbly
1: personality, Steven. Yeah, they're all
2: like that. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, okay. okay. Too
1: much effervescence too much bubbly. for me, Steven. <laughs> too bubbly. <laughs> I can't handle it. Too much
2: carbonation. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... Everybody's got the same personality. Yes. (laughs) So is this like the next big quality, super amazing title? No. Probably not. For the audience, they're probably going for, is it good? Yes. Yes. I agree. And. I agree. That's why I, I. I. I don't feel like I can be but so critical. I feel like it's definitely written for that audience. Oh, absolutely it is. Yes. So I'm like, well, you know, uh... the only question, the only the only yes. uh, <laughs> the only
1: question I have is mm-hmm. I do agree with you completely. I think this is squarely aimed at mm-hmm. that Six to eight-year-old girl range. Yeah, I think it's clearly aimed for that. Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe ten, maybe if, eight are if lucky, maybe six to ten-year-old. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Wink club. There was some. There were some ten-year-olds reading that. Okay, okay, so. okay. Was, so that's so how I was going with ten. Six maybe to
1: ten, 10 tops.
2: Yeah, ten, say ten is tops. definitely tops.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, uh, will there be? Since you're targeting young children, Mm -hmm. um, the question is: Will there be parents that will be okay with a young child reading a comic with a lesbian character? Some families won't care. Sure. Some families will. Yeah. That is, um, if you're going to make a a comic targeting young kids, Mm -hmm. you might want to take in consideration the parents who will be buying the comic. That's my only. This is my only, I I mean, I I don't care, but I'm saying not everyone is me. Everybody raises their children differently. And Mm -hmm. it'd be myopic of me to say that there are no American families that would care about that. Well, obviously there are. Let's not be stupid about it. So if I'm aiming that six-year-old to ten-year-old range, I don't know if I would have added a Mm. lesbian twist to a character. But then again I'm a little more when it comes to trying to mass market a kids title I'm probably yeah. going to I'm probably going to go a little bit on the on the safer route. Mm-hmm. That is my only criticism or yeah. my only sugi- critique critique I guess yes. was I don't know but I guess they're thinking maybe that parents won't know. I mean it is it is it.
2: such a minor part. Mm-hmm. It's it's that text box and then it's yeah. inferred and mm-hmm. I'm like I mean it's one of those things. Like if you're six, you're not gonna catch it. Uh, like right. I think you're not gonna catch it. Then again, right. I have a very low opinion of <laughs> of attention spans of most kids. So you know, it, and that's not an insult to them. They're kids. They're not supposed to you know catch right. everything that happens. So um, I think it's it's one of those. It's like when Disney does it. It's like they try to sneak it in there, right? Just slide it under the radar. If it, it they might
1: they might be able to get away with it. I'm yeah. but. Um, If it it becomes more of a plot line,
2: yeah,
1: you know, if I am a company trying to market a kids' title to Mm -hmm. young children, kids under ten, I want all the money. So I'm probably going to avoid something like just like I I mean, I I wouldn't have any type of real overt sexuality in any comic being targeted to Mm -hmm. young kids. Yeah. So if I'm running a company, I'm probably thinking, eh, you know what? If it was a teen title, totally different story. Totally different, because teenagers don't care.
2: Yeah, they don't care. Teen,
1: and, and parents don't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, well, okay, I can't say all, again, there are some families yeah. that probably will care, but mm-hmm. I, I think in 2018, yeah, most they, parents they, don't care if they're teenagers or, or reading stories yeah. that have gay they characters, have gay characters. Cared, yeah. right? I think there's still some, a percentage of American families that care mm-hmm. if their kids under 10 do.
2: Yeah, even some of the more liberal ones probably do. Right. Because, you know, that's questions that they don't want to have to answer. <laughs> right. So
1: that was my only thing that made me go, oh, huh, okay, didn't yeah. expect that. But, again, yeah. whatever.
2: There And, the, and you know, I mean, there's ways to do that, there, like, like inferences, but not like something just stated mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Yep.
1: But, no, I agree with you. This is clearly aimed at that 6- to 10-year-old range, and mm-hmm. I think it would probably do very well with that 6- to 10-year-old girl Audience, I Mm -hmm. think it would do well. It's very fun. Yeah. It's very Mm lighthearted. It is super positive. I mean, this is a super, super, super positive message. Yeah. There is lots of humor Mm -hmm. in it. And it is all uh, about having fun and friendship and being smart and learning Mm -hmm. and all the positive things that you want your six to. 6 to old, 7 to yeah. 8 to 9 year old girl to see, to see. Mm-hmm. all the kind of things you're going to want to see in kids TV shows on yep. PBS, Sesame Street, all these are the kind of things you, themes you want to see. It hits all of them very well. Yeah. It does. It hits them all very very well. Mm-hmm. So I think if uh, I think mission accomplished.
2: Yeah.
1: Honestly, I think mm-hmm. it's mission accomplished for yeah. the target audience you're going after, the under 10 girl audience. Mm-hmm. I think this is a a very positive, uh, fun story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I really do think so.
2: It'll, I think it'll do a killing in the collected editions at book fairs.
1: I could see it doing very well yeah. when the, the, the book fairs at schools, mm-hmm. and um, especially since there's a big push for st- uh, uh, more girls to be in STEM programs yep. at the um, school level. Mm-hmm. So I could see it being very popular in, yeah. in that with that regard.
2: Which, I mean, apparently, talk about an untapped market, because mm-hmm. apparently that's how Moon Girl survives. Right. Is through stuff yep. like
1: that. Yep. And I like the artwork a lot, Steven. Oh, yeah. I really like the artwork. It has that anime vibe. Yep. No doubt about it.
0: And <laughs>
1: I, I love it. The art is clean. Mm-hmm. It is very bright. It is very fun. Very Saturday morning it, cartoon. It is super yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. It's got... Action lines like <laughs> manga, uh, manga and anime have yeah. right all the action scenes have action lines. It is v- super, super. You're right. I, Saturday morning cartoon style art. Mm-hmm. It's really I like it a lot. It's it's the the perfect match for this title.
2: It is, and it makes it you know it makes it fun to read because yep. I mean I think um, like we were we were talking about the Iron Heart costume last time and I yes. thought it looked a little weird. It does like the. But I like, uh, I like Nadia's costume. It's yep. got that bright looks pink, good. like pink ranger kind of look. Yep. And um, just looks cool. I and agree. Th- that's like, I saw Iron, I was like that looks like a very kind of weird knockoff of Nadia's costume. Mm-hmm. But with a turtle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How would you grade out Unstoppable Wasmur 1? Um, I would give, because now I have to... Great on a curve. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, I think for the audience that it's intended for, I would give. I mean, the art's going to be the same regardless yes. of the Agreed. curve. I give the art. I give the art an eight. I like the art a lot. Yep. Um, as for the for the for the audience intended for, I would also give it an eight. It hits all the boxes. It does everything. It is fun. It moves fast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And. You know, it's got what you want that'll excite them. It's got the action mm-hmm. and all that. So that's, that's good. As For everyone else, it's probably more like a five, maybe. Yes, maybe. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I can't be that harsh. Well, no. It's, it's not for it's me. It's not. It's kid yeah. style. I, I would say,
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to grade it as a kid. I mean, look, if sure. I'm grading it from me as yeah. a grown man, yeah, the story's dumb. Okay. <laughs> but I mean it's targeting kids under the age of 10. Yeah. Of course it's going to be dumb. All right? So I mean if, if you want me to grade it as a, an adult, I mean I'd give it like a 3 night girls out of 10. It's yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. All right? But most kids targeting kids is dumb. I mean yeah. that, that no knock on the title. So I want to grade it for the for the target audience. Would I buy this for my daughter? For my 6 to 10 year old daughter, right? Yeah, if or you have one. Yeah. If you have one. Sure. Yes, you should. 8 night girls out of 10 yeah. for the writing eight night girls out of 10. If you have a daughter under 10, buy her the title
2: mm-hmm. Buy
1: her unstoppable wasp. I think she would like it. Yeah, I do. I think mm-hmm. she would really like it. Yeah. Uh, the artwork I'm with you. It's eight night girls out of 10.
2: Yeah. Good artwork. Oh yeah. All it's right, my one friend. of those ones I would not mind seeing more of in comics. Obviously. That's right. I just,
1: I love that style. I agree with you. Totally. All right, my friend, uh, just league dark. Number four.
2: Another kid-friendly title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, very kid-friendly. Uh, this issue, <laughs> yeah, talk about a total uh, uh, shift in in, yeah. in
2: in tone and style, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, this issue brought to us James Tinning the mm-hmm. Fourth doing the words, Alvera Martinez uh, Bueno doing the pencils, and Raúl Fernandez doing the inks, and Brad Anderson doing the colors. Mm-hmm. Essentially what happens is one woman has been taken over by the uh, Greek goddess uh, or witch goddess uh, Hecate. Mm-hmm. And she has been granted one-fifth of Hecate's magical might. Mm-hmm. Other women have also been granted one-fifth of Hecate's magical might. And mm-hmm. they all have the little brand, yeah. little logo for Hekate on it. Mm-hmm. And we see that um, Nanda Parabat is under attack by uh, Manitau Dawn. Mm-hmm. She's one of Hekate's people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's tearing everyone down and mowing everyone down. And on the scene comes Ramakushna because she is housed there in Nanda Parabat. Mm-hmm. And we see Hekate appearing as well. And Hekate wants uh Rama Kushna dead, yeah, and we get a big fight and a big brawl, and then Wonder Woman and the rest of the just League dark arrive in the scene, and Wonder Woman goes, "I'm gonna take you down Hecate, and they start fighting
2: mm-hmm. and
1: at this point, Dead man tells uh Rama Kushna that we gotta leave, you got to abandon the city
2: abandon ship
1: you yeah. gotta abandon ship. you can build another one, we gotta go, yeah, and so. This god of the goddess eventually agrees. And so Detective Chimp uses his sword, magical sword, to slice open a space time rift so they can transport themselves out of here. Yeah. Leaving behind Wonder Woman mm-hmm. to battle Hecate yeah. and her uh, one of her henchmen. Mm-hmm. And then we see Swamp Thing sensing someone about to attack. The green.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we see it's another one of Hecate's people. It's Alba Garcia. She's mm-hmm. been possessed by Hecate. She's yeah. also known as the Black, Black Orchid. Orchid. Mm-hmm. And she's got Hikate's symbol on her forehead. Yeah. And she is there in front of the green, and she is ready to mow it on down. Yep. And we come back to Hecate still brawling with Wonder Woman, trying to get her to obey her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stop. Stop refusing my wishes. <laughs> and Hecate finally... <laughs> Lays the smackdown on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And we see Wonder Woman is now fully taken over by Hikate. Mm-hmm. She's fully controlled by her. And Hikate's like, You need to kill Zatanna and John Constantine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're the only two left behind from the Just League Dark. All the rest of them teleport away to Type of Chimp. Yep. And that is the dramatic hook ending to Just League Dark number four. What'd you think, Steven?
2: Um. <laughs> I need to stop saying "um." It sounds like I'm not confident. I, I know. I I like this. Um, I did it again. It's <laughs> uh, it, you know, it just can it just continues what I've really liked about what DC's done recently, especially yes. within the inner circle of Tinian Williamson and yes. uh, and Snyder, is that when they, you know, saved the world with sunshine and happiness and dark knight's metal, they completely destroyed everything else in the yes. universe and now it's all coming down and they have to actually face a real challenge for yep. once. And I really like that. I mean, first of all, like I like the I like the char- I like the collection of characters. It's a great collection it's of characters. A, it's a great cast. Um I'd love seeing Detective Chimp... Who is such an just an oddball choice? Yes. Even more oddball than Man Bat. Who yes. in this issue is like, what am I doing here? <laughs> right, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's it's interesting to see them together. I like the the little camaraderie they have with each other. I yep. like um, I like the action. I like that when the city's falling apart, when mm-hmm. they're trying to evacuate, Swamp Thing holds the entire city together. Yes, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I. I, I love the idea that... And they kind of do this like in... Like, oh, and previously on this little event they're having. Right. But with Wonder Woman getting all that power. That, you know, that, that something's wrong here. Of course you know it's going to go wrong. Yes. Because this is what they're doing now. Right. And at the end of the day, um, they all kind of have their little part to play. Except for poor man Bat. Yes. Um, and I I really like it. It's just really... Fun, but it mm-hmm. still has like the tension of like, oh crap, like it's building oh, yeah. and building and building on them. Absolutely. And the fact of the matter is that with these characters, they're not the Justice League. Right. So when they have these big, huge world ending odds, it makes it, at least for me, more mm-hmm. exciting to see how they're going to win. Correct. Because I still, th- I don't think Zatanna still doesn't have full control over her powers, no. and John Constantine was never much of a mystic well, powerhouse anyway. E-
1: everyone it with, with that has yeah. magic powers is is suffering is dampened, issues yeah. because magic itself is 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 uh, corrupted or whatnot. Then corrupted by the Source Wall mm-hmm. energies, and now magic is falling apart and yeah. and, and <laughs> dying and withering away. And hecate is on the scene to kill all magic. of magic, yes, completely mm-hmm. and re. Birth it as something newer and better. Mm-hmm. Basically.
2: Yeah. And, um, and, yeah, you know, Tecate, she's kind of, she's the dumb, uh, evil, whatever. Right. But at the same time, I don't care right. because it's fun, and I right. like it. Right. And I like that they're going to these places. Yep. That it's one of those, like, you know, they look at a map, and, oh, that's a place here that we don't use often. Let's right. go here. And then there's a parliament of trees, and yep. wherever else they're going to go. I, yeah. They're hitting all the they're hitting fun, all magical the... spots of the DCU. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I... I like it. I yep. like the art too. I think it's yes. fun. It's got some like, very cool like, those action sequences are great. Yes, it's it's a win for me. Agreed. A total
1: win. Agreed. This is uh, <laughs> this is a good issue. I am. I, I will admit. Um, I am not usually a huge fan of magic themed sure. titles. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing. Just not, not a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just not my particular cup of tea in mm-hmm. general. But putting that aside. Sure. I think that Tinian is doing a great job with this title, mm-hmm. examining a, a part of the DCU that is that is often ignored, and yeah. that is the magical corners of the DCU. Mm-hmm. And I am enjoying that we are getting a cast of magical-based characters that don't get a lot of attention,
0: yeah.
1: and they're a neat cast of characters, and I enjoy that they're exploring the various corners of the magical aspects of the DCU. Yeah. I think that is very cool. This issue is Jam packed, full of action. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, it is a fast read. It is an issue that is just, just full of kinetic energy. I mean, yeah. this is just a frenz- it, it It's a frenzied issue. Mm-hmm. It moves at a rapid pace. Yeah, uh, the story moves forward with a purpose. So you get a story that is definitely compressed. You get mm-hmm. lots of action. The pacing is quick. Um, you you clearly are moving toward. Particular direction mm-hmm. as Tinian builds toward the big climactic fight, yeah. With Hekate uh, seemingly getting the best of our heroes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a quality hook ending. I yeah. mean, from a technical standpoint, Tinian is doing everything you got to do yeah. on a on a on a fun, uh, uh, action packed issue. Yeah. So, I from a technical standpoint, I can't fault it. I mean, if you're not a fan of magic comics, then okay, sure. I'm not going to tell you to run out and buy it. Obviously, yeah. but you know what? If you're like me, who is not <laughs> a huge fan of them but doesn't dislike them, sure. kind of middle of the road, yeah. then you might want to check it out mm-hmm. because there is some good character work. It's an yeah. interesting cast of characters, oh, yeah. and, they, and Tinian is creating some good chemistry between all of them. He's writing some good dialogue as mm-hmm. well, and there's a lot of fun action and adventure to it as well. Mm-hmm. Big concepts. Yep. I think if you're kind of me middle of the road on Magic Stories... You should give it a chance yeah you should give it a chance because I think you're gonna like it This is not your typical magical
2: magic based story yeah and also it, it just speaking technically it does if does the best it does the best thing that every teen title should do everybody gets to say something yes everybody gets to do something yes it's not one of those oh, okay well Ghost Rider is here Right. Okay. (laughs) And that's it. Yeah. Like, it feels like everybody is here for a reason. Everyone's got a purpose to play in the
1: story, Mm -hmm. which I like. And it even makes a point. Tin even makes a point of Detective chimp telling Zatanna, look, with all these heavy hitters around. What am I going to do? I'm pointless. I'm just a talking chimp with uh, with some cutlery. And Zatanna's (laughs) like, yeah, well, uh, maybe you forget. But that's you're also the Nightmaster, Master, and that blade is crazy powerful. And mm-hmm. so Detective Chimp is the one who cuts a portal with the mm-hmm. sword for everyone to escape. Yeah. So and he gets Ramakrishna out. It's it's perfect on how like Tinian makes a point of saying, "Yep, we have. He's not a heavy hitter, but everyone has a role to play. Yep, and no one else could have done this but Detective Chimp. Mm-hmm. So that is good team team writing." Yes, that is really good team writing, and sometimes you see that on teams where not every character gets a role to play. Exactly, so
2: they're just there. Pini does a
1: great job about that, mm-hmm. so I, I like that. So there's a lot to like. I like the art as well; it's very nice art. The only thing I don't like about the art is Zatanna's costume. I still don't like it. <laughs> I reject it. I like to think that Paul Dini also wholeheartedly rejects this costume as well. The fishnets do not go on the forearms, DC. They don't. Uh, Anyhow, I got that out of the way. Other than that, the yeah. artwork is fantastic. Yes. So it's a really fun title, and it's, it's and Tinian is, is crafting a good, technically sound story. Mm-hmm. So big thumbs up from me as well. Yeah. Uh, how would
2: you grade out Just, Just League Dark number four? Um... I would give it I'm going to give it straight 8s. I really liked it a lot. Yep. And this was this was I was behind on the switching hour thing. So being yes. able to come in yes. on not the middle issue but like right. close to the middle issue and still be able to follow it yep. fine. Uh, that's big A+ plus for me.
1: Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um would you give the art Oh, and 8
2: straight 8 eights. as well. Yep. Okay.
1: I will go just a tad bit less than you. I'll go straight 7s. 7 I could of... You're shaking your head, like well, just just to be, quit, are you just you know? trying to be contrary? <laughs> <laughs> Steven's like, you know you want to give it a Nate, But you it's... won't do it because I gave
2: it a nate. <laughs> oh, who is that? It's it's the contrarian because there's always another viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I will go. I will go seven night girls out of ten for the
1: story, seven night girls out of ten for the artwork. Yeah. There we go. But I definitely would recommend giving it a try. Sure. Uh let's go to the main Justice League title, Justice All League right. number ten. Yeah. This issue brought to us by Scott Snyder doing the words, Francis Manapul doing everything. He's doing the <laughs> pencils. He's doing the inks. He's doing the colors. What can this man not do, Steven? Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this issue, we begin with a flashback of Aquaman as a young lad being on a fishing boat with his dad, and his dad's telling him basically how the, entire, the world's oceans have been completely mapped. There really aren't any mysteries left.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Aquaman being kind of bummed that there are no surprises left. Yeah. And I do like how he's just kind of looking out on the, uh, on the uh, front of the vessel, little fishing boat, and he's just daydreaming. And you see where he's unconsciously, Aquaman's unconsciously brought all the sea life to underneath the boat. And yeah. the dad's like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and he's looking over as a neat little yeah. touch. <laughs> we cut to present day. We see Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Firestorm in the Arctic Circle. They're using Poseidon's boat in a bottle to track down... A the grave, the key to the god's graveyard, the mm-hmm. graveyard of the gods. Yeah. That is what uh, Poseidon had hidden. And during the search, Aquaman takes the time to tell them about um, Arion and how the ship in the bottle bears the mark of Arion. He's Atlantis' greatest hero. Mm-hmm. And that they're looking for ancient Atlantean craft. They find it. It also has Arion on the masthead of the craft. Mm-hmm. Yay! At the same time, we have Superman, Adam Strange, and Flash checking out Veracity Island, home of the Volcano Man. Mm
0: -hmm. And all (laughs) these
1: mini Volcano Men are coming out of the Volcano Man. And they're looking for the location of the Legion of Doom's headquarters. Mm -hmm. They've traced its energy to this area. And Adam Strange takes the opportunity to say that the same energy footprint that the Legion of Doom headquarters leaves behind is very similar to the Zeta Beam, Mm -hmm. which is a phaseable energy, which means Legion of Doom's headquarters can be in one place at one time and not be there at the same time. Yep. And they also (laughs) noticed that uh, the Legion of Doom headquarters shot a beam of energy like a beacon up into the sky before it teleported away from the scene. Hmm. Where did it go? We don't know. We'll find out in a minute, though. Yep. <laughs> uh, Batman tracks it down, the beam down, and says, well, he's back in the Hall of Justice working on the big major computer there, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, it went to some type of cosmic barrier reef. Interesting. hmm We then see that uh, uh, John and John J- Jones and John Stewart and Hawkgirl have now arrived at Thanagar Prime and now are outside of the Justice League's ability to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman touches... He's Batman at this point is just touching on all the plot lines to let you know what's yeah. going on in all the plot lines. It's mm-hmm. actually well done, yeah. but that's what Batman's doing. He's trying to let everyone know, this is what's going on. All these plot lines you're not going to see in this video, this is what's happening. Yes. We're still moving them along. We <laughs> see Will Payton, Starman. They're still working with him, trying mm-hmm. to get his memories back, trying to get information from him, trying to wake him up. Yeah. And who is, who is Batman using to help with Starman's mind? Uh... Jaro! <laughs> and who is Jaro? <laughs> it's a time... Starro Uh-oh. In a jar. In a jar. I love it. We find out <laughs> that after Starro got killed, yeah, that each piece, each fragment of Starro has turned into an entirely whole being. Yes. with Starro's
2: telepathic abilities. <laughs> so there are a bunch of mini little Starros around the universe, Steven. That's fantastic. And I just want everybody to know that we're not, we're not, ma- like, they, when they say Jaro, there is a little asterisk and it says Starro in a in jar. In a jar. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. That's amazing. And so then we come back to Aquaman,
1: Wonder Woman, and Firestorm. They find Arian, the sh- ship with Arian's masthead on it. <clears throat> and they keep talking about how Arian was a great man and he, he had great visions for Atlantis and blah, 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 blah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was a friend of the Amazons too. Mm-hmm. And, Aquaman punches through the ice where the vessel is and pulls out the graveyard, the key to the graveyard of the gods. And then suddenly, a kraken attacks. Mm-hmm. Not just a kraken.
0: It's a, a space, space kraken.
1: kraken. I love it. <laughs> and so the t- the tentacle, one of its watery tentacles touches Firestorm and transforms him into some weird sea alien creature. Mm-hmm and Batman then says, I've been analyzing the energy that Firestorm sent me from the space Kraken. Do not touch it. It'll transform you. Yeah. And then we see the Kraken grab Aquaman and Wonder Woman and teleport the two of them away. Mm-hmm. From the scene, we then see Aquaman wake up. He is chained up, and we see three beings in front of him, and they are these three... They're basically Poseidon's analogs for outer space. Outer space. Yeah. Right? Because every, every planet... In the universe has their own Poseidon, has their own sea mm-hmm. god. Yeah. Okay? Makes sense. Every, sure. Every planet has their own gods. Yeah. I got it. And so it's Captain Gaul, Commander Drog, and Admiral Tide. hmm And they unveil their plan. They're here. Uh, they know about Arion. And he's, and uh, that Arion, back in the day, Arion formed a, uh, created a cosmic conch. Conch conch a cosmic <laughs> conch to yeah. to to uh, communicate with
2: with other with, planets yeah basically with other, other ocean,
1: aquatic um, planets basically right. yeah. alien aquatic planets mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and That's evidently awesome. it did bring good people mm-hmm. good aquatic aliens to yeah. earth but it also brought some invaders yep and Aquaman's like, oh, you're back. You're, you know, we're, we're, we're friends. I'm, you know, Arian, I'm, I'm from Atlantis. We're friends. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, the three go, whoa, 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 hold on. We are the invaders. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not the friendly deities that answered, the friendly aquatic gods that answered Arian's yeah. call. We're the invaders that they fought. Yeah, it's the record scratch. Like,
2: what? <laughs>
1: and at this point, you see all the aliens behind, the aquatic aliens behind the three sea gods. Mm-hmm. And who do you see? Uh. us!
0: <laughs> it's TELUS from the Legion of Superheroes! It
1: is TELUS! It's TELUS, Steven! Tellus is back! Now, is it possible that it is uh, just an alien from TELUS' planet because they all look the same? Maybe. But. Or, since we've seen Saturn Girl over in Doomsday Clock... Mm-hmm. We know something's going on with the Legion of Superheroes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Could this actually be Telus? I don't know, but I like to think it is. Anyhow, I'm so starved for Legion of Superheroes, Steven. I'm excited about characters I do not care about. I never (laughs) liked Telus. He's a stupid Legionnaire. He's possibly the dumbest Legionnaire ever. He's a big, dumb manatee with a bowl on his head. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) He's stupid. Dumb character. He's always been a dumb character. But Uh, I'm so starved for the Legion, I'm even excited to see Telus! (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited. I'd be excited to see Quizlet,
0: <laughs>
1: and everyone's like, "Who the hell is Quizlet?" Google it. Oh my god. Also, possibly one of the lamest Legionnaires ever. Yeah. Anyhow,
2: <laughs> without a doubt,
1: we then see uh, the mighty Space Armada of the three Space Gods arriving on Earth's orbit, and they attack. Mm-hmm. And they send the flood to Earth, and the whole Earth gets flooded in this purpley water, and everyone who gets touched by the purpley water turns into this weird aquatic alien creature thing. Mm-hmm. End of issue, Steven. Yeah. Drowned Earth kicks off now. Yep. What would you think, Justice League number 10? Um,
2: there it is again. <laughs> well... Holy crap! That was a lot. <laughs> yes, In dude. A very short you, period of you, time.
1: You want to talk about cramming a lot of plot progression into one issue? Yeah. Scott Snyder must have heard how I said the past two issues were a little slow. Yeah. Kind of like felt, and he was like, "Oh, yo, oh, you want some plot progression? I'll give you plot progression." <laughs>
2: Wham. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you the first three issues of a Marvel event all in one. Dude, seriously.
1: <laughs> seriously. And it's it's funny because um after my review for the la- for just league number nine, yeah, Scott Snyder DM'd me. It ah. was like I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But just trust, trust me. Trust
2: me. Yeah. I
1: the store's not stalling out. Yeah. I I got something in store for you. Trust me. It it's Business is a, as Jr. used to say on the WWE Raw, <laughs> business is
2: about to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Steven. It's all right. Um, why can't Scott Snyder DM me? <laughs> what am I doing wrong here?
0: <laughs>
2: but um, yeah, I mean, good lord, I mean, because it like it starts out, you know, we're going on the quest for um. Well, on the quest for Arian's ship and the graveyard of the gods, like, okay, well that's that's kind of fun and it's more Aquaman themed, so yes. you know, okay, well, you know, the movie's coming out, of course. And um and then you get the what I love is you first you get the hint of, well, you know, uh Arian, you know, he built this conch with Poseidon that contact outer space. Yes. And then there's the thing with the Legion of Doom. It's like, Well, they sent something out into space to a cosmic trench. Yes. We don't know what it is. Yes. And I'm like huh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. And then these alien gods show up. Yes. Seemingly out of nowhere. Amazing, isn't it? And it's like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> I mean, a cosmic barrier reef, how awesome is that?
2: Yes. That's fantastic. And it it's all of a sudden it gives... And it's called the Red Reef, by the way. The Red Reef. Okay. The, the Red
1: Reef, that's what they the, the, <laughs> the three sea gods have, have called captured. It. Yeah. They call it the Red Reef.
2: <laughs> and I love it because it... It goes back to the little Manta and uh, um, Cheetah plotline in issue eight. Where we're going, okay, well, what are they doing other than killing Poseidon? Well, now we know. They yeah. found it. They called, and <laughs> this is, and they screwed everyone yes. over, <laughs> which yes. is amazing. And of course, I, I mean, of course, I love the record, the record scratch of yes, no, huh. where. We're the We're invaders. invaders. This, this is ours now. We're oh, taking this. Oh crap! Sorry. <laughs> yes. And um and I mean, talk about an ending. Just oh, great ending. You, you lost already. Sorry. Great ending. It's over. <laughs> Fantastic ending. <laughs> yes, I agree. I, I oh. thought this was again. This is
1: superior plotting and pacing by S- Snyder.
0: Mm-hmm. Brilliant
1: plotting. Brilliant pacing. Tons of plot progression. Mm-hmm. And what I love is that Snyder, this Drowned Earth is like a mini event. It's going to last for about two months. Yes. And run through several titles. Mm-hmm. It's going to run through Justice League. It's going to run through Aquaman. Mm, Titans. It's going to run through Titans. So I, I, what's amazing is he's telling this overarching massive story dealing with the Source Wall energies and the Battle of the Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. And within this overall story, he rolls out a mini yep. big event. Mm-hmm that naturally and organically flows from the overarching story. It doesn't yep. feel like he paused the overarching story and just shoehorned this in. Mm-hmm. No, no, This feels like it's just a natural extension of his overall story. Yep. This is brilliant. <laughs> by, by, ha- by having Legion of Doom sending out the beacon yeah. and by having Cheetah and Black Manta going after the, the ship in the bottle, mm-hmm. I mean, he seamlessly weaves this big event into the overarching story. This is such excellent yeah. plotting.
2: It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And and the thing with like that I brought with the *Legion of Doom*, they don't say that they sent it out. No, it's just no. Like if you're paying attention, that's what you pick up. You pick but, it up. Yeah, right. It's like it's wow, amazing. Wow. That. It's oh, fantastic. It's so the plotting good.
1: is fantastic. Yes, it's tons of action. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's fun. It is just it, it is just a blast to read from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And Snyder's showing off his research skills. He knows about the Volcano Man because he did his research <laughs> for the New Challengers title. He probably went back and read all the Challengers comics mm-hmm. and the uh, Veracity Island, the Volcano Man. He's from like the Challengers, like I don't know, like number twenty something, twenty seven, something like that. And um, from back in the day. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love that kind of research.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I love that he, he brings up the Zeta Beam with the technology for, yep. the, for the Legion of Doom headquarters. So we're finding a little bit more about the Legion of Doom headquarters. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic as well. His use of Arion is wonderful. Arion is a great character from the 80s. He first appeared in the uh, Mike Grohl's Warlord comic back in the... Uh, late seventies as a backup story, aaron was mm-hmm. a backup story, and um, throughout the he, he uh, got his own title in the in early eighties, and that and it lasted for maybe you know a couple of years or so, and um, really haven't seen him yeah. since Christ on Infinite Earths. So we'd got uh, a really bad mini series of him in in the early nineties that was terrible, mm. and then haven't seen him at all. <laughs> and in the New Fifty Two, I, I think he was he wasn't. He was barely mentioned, and he was just like some insane wizard or something. Yeah, and um, he did appear in Convergence in the Blue Beetle uh, during around Convergence time period. He appeared yeah. in Blue Beetle, but he was more of like a demonic wizard thing. Sure. this is the real Aryan. This is the real Aryan from mm-hmm. pre-Crisis and Infinite Earths. From the, this is the real one. Yeah. This is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I
1: love going back. I love when writers go back to continuity. Mm-hmm. And DC has the best continuity, period. Yeah, I I, I appreciate Marvels. DC has the best. Mm-hmm. They do, and I love when they embrace it and don't run from it. This is a great job. Yeah, great job. It's the it's, it's it's and this is what makes Snyder's writing so amazing. It's the little details. He takes the time to do the research on crap that who's <laughs> going to remember Volcano Man from the Challengers? <laughs> Nobody is. But it's but it's the little details, you know. Arian, I'm probably the only guy who. Read all those comics. I mean, who else the hell read Arion? Nobody, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. the little details he puts in that really 90% of fans may not get, but he still puts them in. That's the sign of good writing. Mm-hmm. That's the sign of good writing when you care about your craftsm- craftsmanship so much you put in yeah. details that your average person is not going to see. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And I, I just I really love this issue. I just, I just adored this mm-hmm. issue. I, I thought... It, it brilliantly paced, brilliantly plotted. It's so much action, so much tension, so much fun. Great character work, great cast of characters, good synergy between all the characters, good yeah. chemistry. Mm-hmm. I love that Ronnie Raymond, Firestorm, back mm-hmm. in the mix. He's a wonderful character. I love seeing him on the Justice League. He should be in the Justice League more often. Yes. He is fantastic. He's a, Ronnie Raymond is a great, great, great character. Mm-hmm. Adam Strange, great to see him as well. Mm-hmm. It's cool that... that Snyder's not afraid to bring in a big cast of characters. Yes. It makes it more fun. It just does. And the whole concept uh, I thought was brilliant, the concept of, of Aquaman as a child, that flashback scene I thought was not important until we got to the end. The flashback scene of him commenting how being sad there were no more oceans that were uncharted. Yep. And the scene with Wonder Woman before they find... Before the Kraken attacks them, he tells one of them that now that he's not on the throne of Atlantis, he thinks his point is to be a mariner again and to adventure mm-hmm. and maybe to continue Arian's quest yep. of finding aquatic life on other planets. Yep. And then, boom. And there it is. Sea gods from other planets mm-hmm. attacking. It's just brilliant. Yes. It's brilliant, brilliant writing, brilliant character work with Aquaman, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping they're able to take this and really kick off the Aquaman title, which has been a little lacking. For me, I, I would like to see Aquaman <laughs> with a renewed mission yes. and purpose, mm-hmm. and I think this could give it to him. Sure. And it's something totally different that we haven't seen before. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so tired of... Is he a king or is he not a king? Who enough? We've done that story already. You know what I'm saying? We've done it. Yeah. Move on. Do something yeah. different. And mm-hmm. this is something different.
2: Yeah. Um, as someone who's liked the Aquaman title a lot, I mean, because I don't have as much experience with Aquaman as most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the, um, I've read the Peter David stuff since, which yep. I mean, Peter David is the great stuff. He's the he's the he's the most forgotten gift that God ever gave to comic books. Absolutely. Unfortunately, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I do agree with you. I do think that now, now we finally got him off of the throne after the yeah. the will he won't he for mm-hmm. this many issues, which I still liked. But you yeah, know, yeah, it's, no, it was fine. It's, it was fine. It's you know, it's time for something different. Yep. I mean, they basically stated that that's what's going to happen right. next. Right. So I'm I'm excited to get there mm-hmm. and see just what happens next, and just and the, I'm I mean. I've, I've just loved this, the, the expansion of each character's individual, like, mythos, mm-hmm. and now there's space gods that are sea gods. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's just so cool. Yes. You know? Agreed. That's, Agreed. Oh, it's so awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's
1: fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Manipal's artwork is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Just gorgeous. His artwork is gorgeous. I loved every panel. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful
2: issue. Just a yeah. beautiful issue. I hundred percent agree. How'd you grade out just League number ten? Um, I will give the actually. I'm gonna give the it's, it's straight nines. That's what it is. Straight yeah, nines. yeah, nice. I, I really. This is how. This reminds me of the big events back in the '80s. Like you didn't have to wait five issues for yep. Thanos to snap his fingers and yep. take out half the planet. That was the first issue. Yep. This reminds me of that. I love it. Amen. Yes.
1: Amen. I'm gonna, I'm right there with you, man. I'm giving the writing Night girls out of ten and the art Night girls out of ten. Nine. Sorry, I, I butchered <laughs> I didn't. Not, I'm being attacked I, by a pug, Stephen. That's what's happening. It is, I will, Coco, the pug, is back. I'm harassing this podcast.
2: I, I will give it night girls out of ten. I know, as, as, this, as this
1: pug is trying to gnaw at me. Um, <laughs> can you just sit down? Uh, so. I'll give
2: it nine restless pugs out of ten. Seriously,
1: Nine night girls out of ten for the story. Nine night girls out of ten for the artwork. Buy this title.
2: Yes. Buy it. Absolutely.
1: Hi, Steven. Uh, Aquaman number 41, speaking of Drowned Earth, this mm-hmm. is a Drowned Earth tie in issue. Mm-hmm. And this issue is brought to us by Dan Abnett doing the words, mm-hmm. Lan Medina doing the pencils, Vicente Cifuentes doing the inks, and Gabe Eltaib doing the colors. Mm-hmm. Here we have the Purple Water attacking Atlantis. Atlantis is now on the, people don't know, it's back on the surface. Yeah. Purple Water is attacking it, and um, it's turning everyone, all the Atlanteans, into these alien monsters. And we see that uh, in the throne room, Mara is using her abilities, her aqua telekinetic abilities to hold back the purple water Mm -hmm. to protect Atlantis. And Stephen, I just want to know something. Sure. Um, We're in the throne room here. Mara, uh, she's got the the older woman. Mm Mm-hmm. The the mother. The mother. Yeah. And she's got the younger woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, then, and then the control room. One, two. She's got uh, Volco. They're all women except for this bald guy,
2: mm-hmm. balding guy. Volco,
1: Volco, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just saying. I am available for sexual discrimination cases for Atlantean men <laughs> who can't get a job <laughs> under Mira's government, oh, which geez. clearly only employs women. Mm-hmm. I am here for you. We will sue Mira. We will win. <laughs> we will win. I got you covered. Sexual discrimination, employment claim. I'm on it. There you go. I
2: will say, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I will say, to be fair, most of the males were murdered <laughs> in the, the previous arc. So, you know, she's this probably. sounds like some.
1: This, this sounds terrible, Stephen. It sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, um, uh, so Mira is holding it back, and um, Batman contacts her, and he's like, what's going on, girl? And she's like, I'm trying to hold back all this purple water from taking over Atlantis. And Batman's <laughs> like, look, here's the deal. You're just League first, and we need you. We need your powers. Um, you got to just let Atlantis go, and we'll find a way to bring it back. Because yeah. the rest of the world is totally engulfed in water, too, and everyone's turned into an al- aquatic alien. The whole world has. So yeah. don't worry about it. You're, you're trying to stop something. that you're, What's going to happen? And, and he's right. He goes, you're going to pass out from the strain, mm-hmm. and then you're going to lose Atlantis anyway. Yeah. And we're going to lose you. Mm-hmm. So just...
2: It's time to make the hard choice. Right, exactly. You're the queen.
1: Make the choice. And before she can make it, they, uh, unfortunately, one of the generators blows, power generators blows, and um, they get flooded by the water. Because they were
2: discussing, okay, we can save like 5,000, 7,000 people. How many
1: aircraft they have they can put people in or submersibles they can put people in. And Mm -hmm. before they could do that evacuation plan, power gets out. And and it causes her to lose focus. Right. And so everyone is now an aquatic (laughs) alien except for Mira. She's using her powers to create a little barrier around her. Mm -hmm. And then she loses connection to Batman. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, all right, man, I don't want to do this, but there's only one person left who can help us. And she goes... To the
2: prison tower. Which is quite high off the ground.
1: Quite high off the ground. has not been taken over by water yet. No. And it's Ocean Master. Yep. Aquaman's half-brother. Mm-hmm. And other most hated nemesis. Yes. And she hands him the trident and says, this one's yours. Will you take it? Are you with me? And he's like, of course I'm with you. Today, the world needs Ocean Master.
2: Mm-hmm. End
1: of Aquaman 41. What What'd you think,
2: Steven? I liked it. Yep, I liked it quite a bit. Yep, I it is in more ways than Justice League. It's the it's the ticking clock. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. okay, the threat's coming, mm-hmm. trying to hold it back, hold it back, hold it back, and they're discussing their options. Okay, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. And then too late. Yep, and even like I think at first she puts a um a barrier around her and the. The, the, the mother, the holy mother or yes. whatever, and she gets dragged out and turned yes. into a fish. I'm like, yes. oh crap. <laughs> yes. So I really like that. I and I love I mean of course who's gonna give you tough talk like Batman. Right. Uh, he, he he cuts right he, to the chase, doesn't yes, he? Yes he does. Even sitting there in his full oh. body cast, he just has had a rough time he lately. So non no nonsense. <laughs> no, but he says, look, like and he's right. It's he like, is look, right. sorry, like this is not just you. And you're the queen. You're the only one who can help us. It's time to get going. Right. Buck up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Buck up. Suck it up. Yep. Get up here. And he, sa- he even says, she's like, I made a promise to Lance. like, you made a promise to me, Superman and Wonder Woman, that you would be here. Right. So get up here. <laughs> yes. I love it. Who yeah. else would talk to Mira like this? Uh, d- nobody. Nobody. Just, just
1: Batman. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who would talk to Mira like this.
2: Yes. And it's and
1: so good. Who else would Mira take it
2: from? Nobody. Nobody. Except Batman. <laughs> Except Batman. It's just it's just, it's just it's perfect, isn't it? It really it is. is. It is, it is, perfect. And um but yeah, so it's a, a nice uh um it's good character work with them. Absolutely. And the fact of the matter that she is the one the only one holding the whole yes. flood back is it really gets her across as Absolutely. this awesome character. Yeah. And um and then of course I like the ending. Shocking, where, twist ending. yes, where because I'm thinking, it's like, well, that's everybody, and it's like, no, there is another, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Oh, snap. which is awesome, and I mean, it, it also goes into good detail over okay, well, this is what's happening in, in Justice League. They had yep. the one page, yes, or was it two pages, maybe was two one, pages, two maybe two pages, and you know, for people who are just reading Aquaman, that's fine, you know, yeah, yeah it's fine. Um, but then you don't I like, I like the constant read. reminders. Go see Justice League. Yes. Read Justice yes. League. Yes. Please read Justice yes. League. Um, you can still read this and not read Justice League. Oh, okay. sure, you'll be fine. Um, and you'll get, you know, I think you'll get a good, a good, a good issue because I absolutely because I really liked it. It gets her across. It really sells the threat as well. Yes. Um, it's it, I and I love the art as well. Art is I really is think it's really good. Um, it's man. It, I can't I can't think of more nice things to say. I really cool. like it. I think I mean, while yes, the plot line of the will he won't be he king is very generic. I think Admus did a really good job yes. making it really fun yes. and entertaining and yes. you know, suitably epic in mm-hmm. certain parts. Agreed. And I've I've really liked his stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sad that he's going. But Yeah, no, it sucks. But at the same time, if this is what he's gonna go out on, then I can't think of anything better. Right, so, right. Yeah. No, I like this issue.
1: Uh, it, it's a classic style tie-in issue to a big mm-hmm. event. I think that the only thing you might be able to try to ding the issue on is, and I, I don't agree, but I could see, I could see, sure. I could concede the point to some people that that you don't get a lot of plot progression. Yeah, and that is true. And that literally, you spend the entire issue either recounting what's happened, what we already know, mm-hmm. and that the only plot progression occurs at the very, very end when all of Atlantis is is, sub- is submerged, is submerged mm-hmm. and she goes to the Ocean Master. And that's the only plot progression you get. There's zero plot progression. And, and I, that's I, true. And I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. And that is true. And that is a very valid point. Mm-hmm. But I think the point of the issue was to show the impact of the purple tide and what's going on in the world mm-hmm. to get across the, the um, epic feel of this attack, mm-hmm. to get across the hopelessness of this attack, yeah, to get across, across the unstoppable mm-hmm. force of this attack. Yeah. And the climactic fall of Atlantis, the dramatic fall of it. Atl- I think you're just trying to get across how powerful and unstoppable this tide is. Yes. And it's full of tension and the feelings of just panic and chaos. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're trying to sell is the mood and the vibe. The, uh, and of this big event mm-hmm. and the seemingly impossible force that our heroes is gonna have, are going to have to go up against. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to for, I will be willing to forgive the lack of plot progression because you're trying to set the threat and the severity of the threat and yeah. the tone of the
2: story. And it's also right? it's also just the first week. So, exactly. You know, you're not exactly. going to have the prelude and then the first chapter. Right. Right, that would, so yeah, I'm
1: more than willing to forgive that. Oh, sure. Because of what he's trying to do yeah. and, and what he achieves. Mm-hmm. It's a fun issue. It's, it, it is a very tension-filled issue. Oh, yeah. You're on your edge of the seat the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you feel hopeless yep. as well. You have feelings <laughs> of tension and hopelessness throughout the whole I- issue, mm-hmm. and it's really good, um, really well done, really well structured, really exciting. Mm-hmm. I like Mira a lot. I've always been a fan of her character. Mm-hmm. She's a great character, so... Uh whenever you get some good Mira action, I'm happy
0: yeah
1: and um and it's a great hook ending. I did not oh, see yeah. the ocean master getting involved at all mm-hmm. super awesome ending, and the artwork by um Land Medina and Vicente Cifuentes is
2: fantastic yeah uh
1: Mira looks wonderful I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know uh, uh how you pull off a costume like that <laughs> you don't eat chips, evidently stephen <laughs> um. <laughs> but the 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 art is fantastic mm-hmm. it looks dynamic yep it is it is wonderful just strong strong classic superhero artwork mm-hmm. really really good looking good looking artwork yeah i like it a lot um
2: how would you grade out aquaman 41 um i mean taking into account the criticism which i do think hurts just a little bit, not yeah. too much, yeah um I'll give the writing an hmm I'll give the art a nine. I really like the art a lot, yes, I think that's great. The writing I'm stuck between a seven and an eight um but I really liked it. I'll give it an eight. I really liked it. Okay. A lot. Fair enough. I do understand the criticism. That's yeah. why it didn't get higher. But I got you. Yeah. I will go. Uh, the writing. I'll go seven Night Girls out sure. of ten. Okay. Um. And the sense. art.
1: I will go nine Night Girls out of ten. I'm with okay. you.
2: And that and that's fair. Like I don't. I I totally understand the criticism. And it is. You know. You know. It's something we already know. that's right. Happened. Right. And all that. And it's more about moving Mara from one place to the other. Yes. It is. But I think he did a good job explaining why she's important. Yes. Selling the threat, doing Absolutely. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And I re- you know, and you can kind of sense the coordination going right. on, which once again, yep, Marvel when yep. you have an event, yep. mm-hmm. have your writers talk to each other. Yes. Jeez. I
1: agree. I agree. Ugh. Uh, last <laughs> up, my friend, Teen Titans, number 23. All
2: right, let's
1: do it. Brought to us, Adam Glass doing the words, Bernard mm-hmm. Chang doing the breakdown, Scott Hanna doing the finishes. <laughs> we begin with the assassination of Commissioner Gordon.
2: What? I was
1: like, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was like, oh, they didn't just do that.
2: I, that's what I said. They got me. I was like,
1: what? Oh, they got me too. I was What? Like, I was like, what the fuck?
2: What the The hell? Like, what? What yeah. is it with people in Batman's life getting shot in the head lately? I know, <laughs> right. Then
1: we cut to uh, Roundhouse's home and uh, with um, the New 52, New Wally, Wally is there mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh my God, you're alive!" And and uh, you know, Roundhouse is he's like, "Yeah, I'm cool. It's b- all good. I bounced
2: back." I bounce and I back. do I do like that they had the well. Why the hell didn't you call anybody? Right. And. I mean, it was, it was given a lame answer, but at least they yes. addressed that, because right. that was what we were all asking. It's like, what? He was like, well, I, A, I lost my cell phone, and B, I didn't know
1: any of your numbers, and C, <laughs> I, I, I didn't think you guys liked me in the first place. Um, it's like,
2: I, I understand why. <laughs> a, yeah, right? And then said, half the
1: team hasn't even followed me back on Insta. It's like, it's yeah, like,
2: Damien would not follow you on Instagram. No, I'm sorry. no. I was just like... Oh, my God. Okay. Just, just th- this character is clearly deficient in the head. <laughs> he, he has the worst dialogue. He really does. <laughs> he's the worst dialogue ever. Yeah.
1: Ever. And then he's like... And then and then they talk about how uh, New 52, how New 52 Wally gets has to drink more water, and when he gets dehydrated, it zaps his speed. And New 52 that. Wally's like, well, you know, it's just... I just, if I drink too much water, if I drink enough water to keep my speed up, I, I have to pee all the time. I'm like, are we really going to have a conversation about pee? Oh, we are. Because then Roundhouse <laughs> goes, oh, what you need is, um, you know, I built a, a tube in, in my suit that um, runs down to a bag that I empty after emissions. makes things way easier. And Wally's like, really? And he goes, yeah, I'm peeing right now. And then New 52, New 52 Wally's like, I didn't even know that. And Roundhouse's like, just keeping it real, bro. I, w- what? Mm. What? Yeah. That is, that, is, that is horrible. Awful. Yeah.
2: That is awful. It's, 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 it's bad enough that that's the conversation. That, that oh. this is a the conversation they're having. Now, hold on. Now, if they had just ended it with, I didn't need to know that. Right. That's, okay, hey, he's acting like a human. We don't need to know this. Right. But then, bruh, let's keep it real. Like, it's like, do you want me to hate this character? Because I can. I do. Oh, oh, you succeeded. Oh, oh, they want you to hate this character based on
1: the dialogue they give him. They want you to hate this character. They really do. And so we cut back to uh, Commissioner Gordon's dead body. Kid Flash has arrived there and and uh, Bounce houses with him. Yeah. And, um...
0: <laughs> and...
1: Oh! It's not really Commissioner Gordon. It's just Jen. Mm-hmm. Surprise. She's posing as Commissioner Gordon because they're trying to lure out some bad guy mm-hmm. named Val. Right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And and, and they're like, oh, the blood's not real. And she's like, is it too much? Red Arrow suggested I consult a Quentin Tarantino film. Mm. I'm like, okay. It's like, to it's like, Glass have like a checklist of little things? Okay, mention Instagram, but call it Insta. Got it. Yeah. Mention some kind of trendy... Okay, got that. Mention this... Got it. I mean, he's having he like a list of little things he's got to go through mm-hmm. to mention. I got to make this just really a hip teen title, guys. Come on. Uh, so... Oh, my God. So, anyhow, <laughs> Jin turns back into normal, and um, Roundhouse is like, um, just... His dialogue is the worst, even.
0: Yeah, I know. It's just the worst. Oh, I know. All right, guys, let's I've bounce. It.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, make it end. Ew. Anywho, the Teen Titans all get back together again. So we got Crush, Damien, Red Arrow, New 52 Wally, Jen, and Roundhouse. Yeah. And they're Can't watching Lady, Lady Vic, who is the bad guy that they're tailing. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, so, and she's the one who just. Supposedly killed Commissioner Gordon. Yes. The fake Commissioner Gordon. And you see Jen like, being all cute with Damien. Mm-hmm. And Crush is like, gross. So disgusting. And, I don't know, Roundhouse shows up, bounces in onto the roof, mm-hmm. and goes, what up, players? Uh, no, Stephen, did, did you like the character more now?
2: No. He, he arrived from the scene and said, what up,
1: players? Isn't that cool? That's cool, right? No. <laughs> Crush's response, hey, you're not dead, badass.
2: Cool. <laughs> cool. Oh, God. That's, that's great character work right there. Oh, God. That's amazing. And then like Roundhouse, and then, and then
1: like and then like Roundhouse was like, yeah, my parents, they wanted to, they they, they grounded me, and she's like, right Red was like, they grounded you, and he's like, yeah, my my parents don't play, and then like, and then at this point, everyone's like, oh, my parents are dead, mine are dead, yeah, cause like mine's dead, wanted for murder or whatever, blah blah blah, and they just all through it's like, really, really, it's it's just great. Jin goes. I never had parents. I was made from desert sand and the blood sacrifice of a thousand goats.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm learning so much.
1: Okay. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so he gets a roundhouse gets a little uh, communicator, official Teen Titans communicator, mm-hmm. and he's like. Ooh! officially a Teen Titan, yes, and explodes and makes all sorts of noise when they're supposed to be quiet Yeah, because they're tailing lady. So the character has stupid dialogue, Mm -hmm. acts like a moron, and ruins missions. I mean, I already want this character to die, Steven. Mm -hmm. Like,
2: seriously. Can he be the Kenny of this title? Seriously.
1: Can Deathstroke appear right now? And just cut his head off? Right? I would love it. Love it. Like, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) God. Deathstroke is who always want to get rid of characters I hate because Deathstroke is the one who got rid of Ryan Choi. Ah. In the most epic way to kill off a character, yeah. put his tiny dead body in a matchbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the best
0: kills ever.
1: <laughs> ever. That made so many people so mad. I, I thought know. it was you awesome. You thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course you did. I'm a oh, horrible man. person. Nah, Anyhow, the ty- of course, Val notices that you know they're there. And she starts running. And they all chase
2: after her. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, Crush is, like, bouncing on top of cars. And Red Arrow's like, you're subtle. And she goes, my specialty. And you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim, Steven. <laughs> and so they start battling with Lady Val. And she's firing a gun at Red Arrow. And Crush steps in the way and goes, Superman can not bite me. I'm Crush. <laughs> oh, my. Was that supposed to be cool? I think so. Okay.
2: I
0: think.
1: And uh, anyhow, Lady Val fires off a bomb and does all sorts of cool moves. And basically, because the Teen Titans can't operate like a team, yeah. She takes them all down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. And at this point, um at this point, Damien's like, all right, let's recalibrate, let's let's split up and go after the go after her, right? hmm So Kid Flash and Roundhouse are going to team up together. Mm-hmm. And Kid Flash is going to run up the side of the building with Roundhouse. So Roundhouse hops into Kid Flash's arm and says, "Cap, Oh, Captain, my captain. What? And New is like, Why? Yeah. And then Roundhouse goes, Hurry before Crush gets jealous. What is going on, Steven? I don't understand um, half if, the things if, that happen with if this.
2: If he, if New 52 Wally develops a complex because he's always stuck with Crush, I will, this will be the greatest title of all time. Dude, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> or, did I say Crush or Roundhouse? Get stuck with Roundhouse all Roundhouse all the time. <laughs> Uh, so, in, at this point, <laughs> Damien
1: and Crush have the last two left, and they have a moment because they're teamed up together, and Damien basically says, you know, you may be super strong and everything, but you suck as a partner. <laughs> you, you have lousy team, you're a lousy team player, I don't care how strong you are, if you don't learn how to be a team player, you can find a new team. You understand, Damien gives no Fs. hmm So, we then cut to Red Arrow and uh, Jin because mm-hmm. they're a team, and Red Arrow is all like, more Damien than Damien. Yeah. Still okay, um, and she's basically mad at Jin because Robin doesn't focus when she's around him mm-hmm. because there's
0: ooh some magic, <laughs> love is in the air. <laughs>
1: Anyhow, um, then all the, t- all the all the guy all the Teen Titans meet in front of one apartment, I guess, mm-hmm. and because uh, Damien and Krusha have located Lady Vic to this room, mm-hmm. they kick down the door. And yeah, she is like nailed to a wall. Mm-hmm. She's not really expecting that. And it's yeah. pretty gross. I mean, she's hung up to the wall by four like sickles. Yeah. I was like, wow, this title took like a turn. <laughs> I just I just I don't know. I like the title is uh, this comic is unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Full of like bubblegum dialogue. Mm-hmm. It just and your brain just starts shedding IQ points with every panel, <laughs> and then you get to this scene. It's like shit. I just get. I'm not a Frank Miller comic all of a sudden. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how does Val's costume stay up on her upper body? By the way. <laughs> I just want to know what kind of material is that made out of to stay like that.
2: I think it's made out of. Uh, <laughs> um, it's made out of... Co- that's, a, that's, why, that's why they call it uh, movie magic. <laughs>
1: movie magic, because there's no way a top like that works in real life. Ooh. No. <laughs> <No. laughs> Ooh. Okay, so totally grim turn, and of course, boom is written on the wall, and dumbass roundhouse goes, boom, what do you think that means? I don't know if you've ever seen any movie or TV show <laughs> in the history of all movie and TV shows. Dumbass, what do you think it means? Explosion. Yeah. And the building blows up.
2: Yeah. And hopefully... My house dies.
1: <laughs> Hopefully everyone is dead except for Damien.
2: <laughs>
1: That's what I'm hoping for. That everyone died in that explosion except for Damien. <laughs> and we can just move on with a different team. Yeah. That's what we should do.
2: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steven, Teen Titans number 23. 23.
2: <laughs> que pasa? Okay. So... I, I was disappointed that it wasn't as, at least in my opinion, hilariously bad as the last one. It was just kind of bad. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, this wasn't
1: as funny bad as the last one. This was yeah, just bad.
2: It was just
1: I nice. didn't even get the comedic relief.
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, I don't... I, I, I think Roundhouse is perhaps the most the single most annoying character in comic books right Easily. now. Easily. I do not like yes. him in any way. He no. is annoying. He is clearly a danger to his team. Yes. And he acts like a 13-year-old girl, um, 13-year-old white girl stereotype. Yes. I was surprised he wasn't drinking a pumpkin spice latte.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Um. Okay. And He's awful. He is pretty awful. Um, like before, there's... I just don't... I don't know how the, these pop up. Like, I liked the bit with Damien telling Crush, basically just telling her she sucks. I like that, because that's something he would definitely do. Um, yes. I liked the fake out of the beginning. I thought that was... That was really well that done. That was well done. It like, Because, like, like I said earlier, I, I bought it. I thought they had just killed Commissioner Gordon. Yes. It's like, this guy's going crazy. What the hell is he doing? But... um and you know, and I know the bit with Red Arrow and Jen. It's like it's her being, you know, girl. I'm tough. I'm yes. tough. Female character. They're very tough. But I do. I do like the idea that Damien, a teenage boy, yes, likes a teenage girl, and that kind of screws with him being Robin. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's supposed to be this super badass. I I kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is it dumb? It's, it's probably gonna be ex- I'm just, it's probably gonna be done poorly, of course. But I like it, yes, because you know, it it makes sense when you when you're a teenage boy and you like a teenage girl, you act really stupid. It just happens, and yes, Damien is not your average teenager, but I I kind of like that. I'd like to see that kind of a little bit more with him because you know, I don't know. I think it's funny, and I want something that's somewhat entertaining to happen. Um, what's, what was something else? You're grasping at straws, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, I like how you just kind of gave up on yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to explain why I would like that. It's just, I don't know. I'd like to see something else happen. Like, Because I'd like to see a dynamic with people on the team. There's no, no dynamic. there's right no now. dynamic. There's no dynamic between any no. of
1: these characters. Steven, Ugh. there's zero dynamic between any yeah. It's amazing how little team chemistry there is on yeah. this title. Mm-hmm. It is stunning. Yeah. This might be the team title, the least amount of team chemistry that I have ever seen mm. on any team title that I have ever read. Yeah. It is horrendous. <laughs> I, it, it boggles my mind yeah. that there's literally zero chemistry between any stinking character at all. hmm And the only one who has a real compelling personality is Damien. Yeah, he's the only one. Nobody it, else. I mean, let's be honest. I, I, I mean, Roundhouse has a personality. It, it is, is the worst is, personality in the world. Yeah, it's annoying. It is the worst personality. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's them. Red Arrow has he's a Damien. one-dimensional personality. Yeah, and she's just Damien. I mean, you yeah. just copying Damien's personality. Uh-huh. Wait, it's,
2: it's, you can't just
0: copy
1: one. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen has zero. I mean, she, yeah, she a she's a piece of white toast. That's all she is. White yeah. bread toast. Mm-hmm. That's all she is. Yeah.
2: Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> Wally West. Uh, he's another piece of toast. He's the straight man to Roundhouse. And right. That is the he worst. Has, he... That is, I I Honestly, I feel bad for him. I'm yeah. like why? He's a
1: he's a bowl of tapioca why? pudding.
2: He Ugh. has no he has no personality, zero personality. Yeah. I just feel bad for him because he's around Roundhouse. Yes, I feel bad around with anybody who's around Roundhouse. Yes. <laughs> so you have
1: two characters that are bland as bland can be in Jin and Wally.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: have Red Arrow, who is just a carbon copy of Damien, Damien. who's already on the team. Yeah. Roundhouse, who you just hate because he's the worst character in the universe. Yeah. And Crush is literally a horribly
2: done caricature Mm -hmm. of Lobo. Yeah. It's terrible. Who was a caricature himself? Yes! So a caricature of a caricature? Oh, no. That's an insult to
1: caricature. Seriously! (laughs) This is a wretched roster with zero character work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's atrocious, and and Mm -hmm. it's under the banner of Teen Titans, which is so offensive, given the amazing team's that we have gotten under the banner yeah. of the Teen Titans in the Some past. Some of the
2: premier writers in comic books. I mean,
1: the Wolfman Perez this. Titans. Yeah, brilliant,
2: ground groundbreaking.
1: Jeff Johns's Titans, yep. a whole new cast of characters, mm-hmm. but equally brilliant. Yep. And to see this pathetic mm-hmm. imitation, yep. this shallow, just wretched shell of a roster mm-hmm. under the Teen Titans banner. Yeah. This it's, is horrible.
2: It's This is horrible. It's 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 sad. It's, it is it's so it's, sad what, it's to what we see. thought. It's what we thought it was going to be. It is be.
1: so sad to see, isn't yeah. it?
2: I mean, it's just oh my god. Yeah, and I mean, when's young justice coming out? <laughs> it can't come fast enough, Steve. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you know what, even enough. if we get um the the Bendis stuff we don't like. You know what? I would take that over this because I don't I don't like this at all. No, and no. I mean, and I will. The only other thing that I liked, I liked the moment where Ryan has. Like, well, my parents grounded me, and everybody's like, well, my parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm made from and dirt I and did. the blood of a the thousand, thousand goats. goats. <laughs> okay, Wait, but what? you know, but you know what I got? You know what the impression I got while I was reading this. I said this is like the. The brain dead, drooling on the floor. Copy of Peter David's Young Justice. Yes, it's like okay. Crush is obviously Young Lobo. Yes, Jin is supposed to be Secret. Yes. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Roundhouse is probably. I'm trying to think of who. Uh, he didn't have anybody that bad. I'm no. trying to think of the role he nobody. serves. Nobody. Who is it? Oh, uh, nobody. So he's just a random extra. Right. Um, Damien is just Robin. I think Red Arrow is more that superboy. Yes. Yeah, you know, the very intense but kinda still bratty character. Yes. Um I can't um No. Roundhouse is Impulse. Go Yes, that's it. Thank you. And uh, the only one that doesn't quite fit is New Fifty Two Wally and Wonder Girl, who yeah, she you're had right. she had more of an attitude than he does. She did. But it wasn't, like, annoying. Right. And I was like, wow, this, this is how you don't do a teen title. And yes. it's like, because I, I saw the similarities yes. just opened themselves to me. I'm like, yes. I get it. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. This is terrible. But I see. Yes. I see something. Right. Great. Now I, now I can go back and I can read Peter David's Young Justice and be happy. That's right. <laughs> so there you
1: That's go. That's right. And the kicker is the <laughs> last issue of Teen Titans, Teen Titans number 22, in September, mm-hmm. 30,608 units. That's too much. Too many. Too, too many. many. That's too many. Yeah. Too many. There's no way this is above 30,000 by this issue. It's
2: not, it's not possible. No.
1: It's not going to happen, Steven. I'm calling it now. No. It's not going to happen.
2: No, definitely not.
1: It, it, this, this is just... It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a mess of an issue. Yeah. It's not well plotted. No. The story feels utterly scatterbrained.
2: Yeah. I'm like... Wait,
1: what is the story about, by the way? Do you even know what's going on?
2: I have no clue. Do you know who they're
1: after? Do you know who the big bad is? Do you know what the point of anything is? Mm-mm. Nope, I don't either. We've been reading it since the beginning of this this newfangled version of the Teen Titans. There is no it, it appears to be no.
2: There's no point.
1: There's no point there's to no the story. Direction. Yes, there is zero direction. It's just glass aimlessly wandering around. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not a clearly plotted issue. This is not a clearly plotted title that has no. an A plot line for right nope. now, a B, a C, and a D. Nope. A B to run right now to be the minor plot line, a C to be coming up in the next story arc, mm-hmm. and a D after that. No, he's, he's got,
2: he's got yeah. nothing. He's if got they, nothing. And these are, except for Damien, these are the only titles featuring these characters. So there is yes. no character, no. anything going on with them. No, no, none. And sure, with some you don't want to see any; you just don't want to see them at all. But it's <laughs> yeah. like if you're going to put them in there, like they need then give them something to do. Right? There is, there is, there's no story. No, there's no
1: point or purpose to the story. Mm-hmm. There's no direction. It appears that Glass is literally writing each issue as they come. Yeah. With no thought for the next issue. Nope. No planning
2: for the next issue. No. I mean, I mean none. It's like. Um look at look at um look at Titans even being down Nightwing it's yes. still so much more compelling that's an important plot point because hey we don't have a leader anymore what are we supposed to do and then you have like how like Donna Troy reacts and this and then the stuff like Miss Martian her outsider plotline is still important and it ties into that it's just it's written so much better because it's like because it takes some characters like this, characters who don't appear in any of the other titles, except for Nightwing at that point, ironically enough. Right. And it's still they still move these characters forward in a way. It's like okay, oh, there's something going on here. Is it the main focus? No, but is it important to build the character? Yes. Right. And that's what's important. When you have a team title, you have to have stuff going on with all the characters. Yes. Literally every other team title. At DC, does this right? Except this one, yeah. I would say every team title out there, but then I'm like, well, the X Men, no. Avengers, <laughs> <Andrews>, no. Right, <laughs> so right. DC team title, yes, yes. Yeah. And with such a history of Teen Titans, I oh, mean, such my a pedigree, God, such like, a phenomenal pedigree
1: to attach. Yes, to. you would think DC would be putting forth way more effort than they are, given the mm-hmm. pedigree of the Teen Titans brand. Seriously.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I we're, we're uh, this, hitting we're hitting
1: yeah. Justice League Detroit level bad here. Ooh.
2: Oh! oh, ouch! Yeah, I mean, it literally feels like they knew. Okay, well, Bendis is coming. He wants to do Young Justice. We have the Titans. We have to have a Teen Titans title. How long can we drag this out until we get Young Justice started? and that that's what this is. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And unfortunately, we're just getting a really shallow, pointless story. Yeah,
2: with shallow, uh, pointless characters. Yeah.
1: And I, and I don't know who this title is for. I don't know who would enjoy it, and I don't know mm-hmm. wh- how you would recommend it to anybody. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, with the, the look, last... I, we, the, look, we, yeah. we, we
1: read we, we reviewed Shuri. We're not the target audience, and no. we totally understood mm-hmm. why the Somebody target audience would like, audience that, yeah. Would yeah. like it, mm-hmm. why someone would like it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The, the unstoppable wasp. Again, we're not the target audience, nope. but we completely understood yep. why someone would like it. Yeah. Because so, it, it, it was it,
2: aimed at somebody. Right. It was so, written to that audience. Just because you
1: and I aren't the
2: target yeah. target audience
1: doesn't mean we can't acknowledge that it's a well done comic yeah, for for, for a particular yeah. audience. We can do that. Yep. There that you can't do that with Teen Titans. No. There it is not well done and there is no audience for it.
2: Yeah, because it's not written for Anybody. <laughs> no.
1: No. And if, it, you're looking, and if I'm looking to recommend a, a comic book to teens, it's not this one. There
2: are plenty no. of other comics oh, no. from
1: Marvel and DC that I would recommend first to teens than this one.
2: Yeah, definitely. It. I don't know. Just, you know what? I, I'm going to call it. I think this is worse than The Champions. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Man. I threw down the
2: gauntlet. <gasps> We're going to have to
1: review Champions number one when it comes out. Oh,
2: don't do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think challenge has been accepted, Stephen. We're going to do a little taste test comparison.
2: Yeah, I just... And this is... I mean, and you know what? I didn't I didn't love the last iteration of the Teen Titans that Ben Percy had, but you know what? I, I could get why somebody would like that. Me too. Me too. I could. And... It, but not oh, here. Like, not here. No, definitely not.
1: Uh, how would you grade out Teen Titans number
2: 23? Um... I to mention the art, which I think is fine. Oh yeah, the art's fine. It's yeah, it, it's, it's good. It does pretty good artwork. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I apologize, artist. I do, I do like you. I fe- I feel bad for you. I do, that I do, you, that I do. This is what you have to draw. Yes, and then color, and then ink, and all this. I other mean, it's stuff.
1: Bernard Chang and Scott Hanna. That's a good. That's a good art team. Yeah, they're they're very solid, dependable artists. Um.
2: Coco just yawned. <laughs>
1: Coco the pug just ripped out a big snore because this title put her to sleep too. Just saying. Teen Titans, uh, number 23, you are not
2: pug approved. No, you are not pug approved. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, writing, I'll give you... Not you, the title. I'm talking to the title (laughs) because I'm losing my mind. Um, (laughs) I will give it a... I'll give the writing a three, being generous. Yes. And I'll give the art a seven.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I will go... Oh, you got a snort out of the pug on that one. She approved. Um, I will give the story two emaciated night girls out of ten. I'll give the artwork seven night girls out of ten.
2: Sound good, yeah, that sounds good to me. Awesome, uh, all right, no, my friend. You got a three because I, I laughed at the dead parents bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, well, that was quite a selection of comics for this week, Steve. Quite a selection. Um, I like that we sampled some different things, I think we'll have to do that more and more. Uh, I like the idea of trying to target quality comics for different um, segments of the reading population. That they might enjoy reading. Um, so we might have to dabble in that a little bit more in the mm-hmm. future.
2: Yeah. Especially so. comics
1: that target kids. I think it's good to point out comics that target kids that are well done. Because if kids don't start reading comics, we won't get any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there goes business. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. All right, my friend, on that bombshell, until next time, viva la revolución.